I don't know why. Uh, everybody talking about leaving. <laughs> what does that mean? As long as you alive, you still live in my heart. And uh, yeah. And that's why we have cell phones and Zoom and all these other things. So I'm not going to make a fool out of myself for, and try to come up with words. My, vo my vocabulary is not strong enough to express what you mean to the, me and the First Lady. Amen. I don't have the words for that. And so I'm not going to try to do all of that. But I'm going to tell you, everybody's talking about letting, the one person that ain't letting you go, I'm a very selfish man. You ain't going. You ain't going away from me. You just did someplace else. But you, not only are you in my heart, you just a telephone call away. Amen. Period. Amen. And so, so, uh, uh, nah. yeah. yeah. And so, you ain't, uh, I'm not ready to go to the other side, and you ain't ready to go to the other side, so there ain't no goodbyes. That's right. Are y'all with me, huh? Yes. All right, you see, yes, and I will not try, and I meant that. Words cannot express. My vocabulary is not large enough to express the love that we have for our daughter in Christ, uh, um, Sister Ty. And you know, a lot of things men have done, done wrong in their life, uh, like brother, White, uh, brother West, but one thing he did right was bring her to us. That's right. I'm just, I'm yes. just messing. <laughs> and he expects that from me, all right? All right, so, so I ain't, I'm not a goodbye person, so I ain't going there. You just see you, that's right, see you around and hear you, you see, and any time that uh, I want to thank of you, I have, uh, I'll just push this button and record the, your beautiful face and beautiful smile. All right, so here's what we're going to do today. A lot of people say they love folks, but they don't express that love by doing something. Love is an action word. You see, you have to do something. I remember reading the scriptures where Jesus asked Peter, you love me, Peter? Peter said, yes, Lord. He asked him again, you love me, Peter? Peter said, yes, Lord. The third time, he said, Peter, do you love me? And uh, he said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then he said, feed my sheep. There's one thing about God that if you say you love him, he's got an expectation. You understand what I'm saying? He don't care about no church going and all that. No, he wants you to do some work. If you love him, you have to express your love in a way that it helps others. And so we're going to talk about that briefly today because I'm, I'm so, with all the situations and circumstances going on in this country, and, and there's nothing wrong with protests and, and marches and all that, we got to do that and the way people are doing it. But the one thing that will solve the problems in this country is we say that we are a Christian country. Isn't that right? And if we even have it on our money, in God, huh? We trust. Now, that must be a lie. That must be a lie. Because we trust in, in all kinds of different things to try to heal us. The only thing that will heal us is, is the commandment that Jesus Christ gave. And so we're going to talk about that because we want healing. We want healing and the only healing. There's no philosophy, there's no, uh, there's no knowledge that can help us to pull this country together like Jesus Christ told us in the first place. So here we go. 
We're going to start off with 1 John 5, verse 2 and 3 from the NIV. This is how we know that we love the children of God, mm -hmm. by loving God and carrying out his commands. If we love God, we must carry out his commands. If we love God, we must carry out his commands. Right. And the act, this act, this, this fact, this, this way of carrying out his commands is? Is love for God. Is the love for God. Do you love God this morning is the question. Do you love God this morning is the question. That's right. That's a yes or no. Some of you say no. Do you love God this morning is the question. Yes. And then in loving God this morning, he don't want lip service. That's right. He'll tell you, he doesn't want just lip service. There's action supposed to be behind the love you have for God. Not just lip service, but there should be some action behind it. That's right. All right. To keep his commands. And if to love him, we must keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. And when you become saved and become a Christian, you keep God's commands and God's commands is not a burden. When you love somebody and you say you really love them to the depths of your heart and the depths of your spirit, if you really love God that much, keeping God's commandments is not a burden. That's right. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's not a burden to keep his, I mean, it's not a burden to keep his commandments. That's right. It's not burdensome to keep his commandments because when you love him, it is, it, it is a pleasure to keep his commandments. Not a burden. It's not a burden to keep God's commandments. And, 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 and here's, he teaches us what his commandments is in Matthew 22 at 36 through 39, I believe. Teacher. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And they went to the master and they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. He said, It's pretty simple. He didn't give them the whole book, the Pentateuch. He said, Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. And that's what people say. You can ask any Christian, Do you love? Oh, I love the Lord. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied me my every groan. Come on here. That means he's doing all the work. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says there's, there's a work that you have to do when you say you love him. Yeah. That's right. That is keeping his commandments. Did we not read that? And, yes. Okay, here we go. And not also love with all your heart, but with all your soul and with all your mind. And, and he says, not only just love with all your heart, but love with all, with all your soul and with all your mind. In other words, God does not want any part of your bodies heart, soul, mind. And so he doesn't want any of your part of bodies that's not in love with him. He wants to have an intimate relationship with your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. That's loving him. That's, right. that's loving him. He wants all of you. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? He don't want a part of you. God doesn't want a part-time lover. He wants a full-time lover. Amen. And he wants you to love him full-time. Yes. He doesn't just want your heart. He wants your heart, your soul, and with all your mind. And he says this is the first greatest commandment. He said, this is the first greatest. It starts out with loving him. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's what he said. It starts out with loving him in your heart and with your soul and with your mind. And I'll just keep reading it. He said, this is the first of the greatest commandments, greatest commandments. And then he says, and the second is, is like this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the healing. We've, we, we the Christians, we've got the answer. Love God with all the heart, the mind, and, 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 I'll, and, and I'll say this, and with spirit. And then he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
That would fix all this stuff until we come to that. That's right. The United States will always be a divided states. A household will be divided. A church will be divided. A community will be divided. It all starts with loving God. We need to get back to loving God. We need to be, get back to giving God our heart. We need to get back to giving God our soul. Yeah. We need to be, get back to giving God our mind. And then we need to listen to his commandments. Do the work, as Sister Gwen said. Mm -hmm. And the greatest commandment, second one, is to love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor as yourself, that's where respect comes. Yeah. Amen. That's where respect comes. You understand? Mm -hmm. You cannot be a Christian and not love God first. I told you all one time, you know, last week was our 50th year of Sister Gwen and I being married, and I've told you all, the closer I got to Christ is the better the love I had for her. And a lot of folks don't get that. Because when you start loving him and loving God, God will fix your heart. He'll fix your soul. He'll fix your mind. And then he will show you and, 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 and give you the power and express through the Holy Spirit in your life how to love yourself and how to love your neighbor. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now we're going to turn to Luke 6, starting at verse 46. What good does it do for you to say, I am your Lord and Master, if what I teach you is not put into And practice? he says, what good is it to call me Lord? And I'm teaching you, and you don't put what I teach you in practice. Salvation is free. Yeah. Getting saved is free. But living a life is work. You got to, he said, the Bible says that you got to put my commandments, you got to put my teaching in practice. And he's saying is, quit saying that you love me and you don't love your neighbor and you don't love yourself. You got to do the work. You don't want to hear this. God said he don't care about how much you know the Bible. He doesn't care about how much you, he said, unless you put into practice what I've taught you through the word of God, doesn't do you any good. You got to put it in practice. You got to put it in practice. Yeah. That's, right. That's how we express. Mm -hmm. You see, us that have been athletes before know that you practice. The old folks used to tell us practice makes perfect. You've all heard that before. It's practice, 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 practice. We need to practice every day. This young lady we're talking about, that you all say leaving, that I won't let go. <laughs> she practiced her love for the first lady and, and her pastor Amen. by doing not talking, Amen. and this church yes. by doing. Yes. Because see, love, love is not just this. Love is working, yes. caring, and it's an expression of God. And when you, when you express God, then you love your neighbors and you love yourself. You can't love God and not love me. You can't love God and not love your neighbor. You can't love God and not love yourself. Because this is a commandment by God. Yes. That's right. That's what he says. And if each one of us would love our neighbor and express that kind of love that God would have, we wouldn't have to march. We wouldn't have to protest because we would treat each other like God would treat each other. The way we treat one another, we that we express ourselves through either God or the devil. I don't want to guess a different sermon. Keep going. As it says in NIV, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? In other words, don't call me Lord, not Lord, and not do what I say. And what did he say? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and I always put spirit in there. And love your neighbor yourself. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, 
and you don't do what I say. That's scripture, folks. That ain't Pastor Fields. That's scripture. I have to check and take inventory of my life. Am I doing what God has told me to do? Am I just a lip service Christian or am I a Christian that practice the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth? The choice is that you got to ask yourself that. Okay. Then he says, let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. And he says, let me let me show you the Lord that truly the person that truly, truly, truly loves me. I'm using my words and they do what I tell them. They do what I say. Here we go. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. He is a, he is a person that chooses the right way to build up his character mm-hmm. and a secure foundation. That's right. So when the storms and floods rage against that house. And when all this stuff goes on that's going on like it's going on in the United States of America right now. We're talking spiritual character here. We're talking a spiritual house here. When all of that stuff is going on, this person, when the storms of life hit them, Mm will continue to stand strong and and unshaken. This person will continue. They will stand strong and unshaken. It doesn't matter about any virus. It doesn't matter about the community. I mean, the chaos and the confusion. This person will stand strong because they've listened to the word of God and they put the word of God in their life. That's right. And they put his principles in their life. They live God principles. A while back, I'd done a message about are you living a God life, a God life. Is God approved of your life? If you're doing that, then you you listening to what the gospel says. And the gospel says to us to love the Lord thy God with all their heart, their mind, thy soul and thy spirit and to love your neighbors yourself. That's what he's asked. A person that has built their life on the word of God when trouble and trouble going to find you. And when the storms of life come, they will be able to stand and they won't be shaken. The Bible says they'll be unshaken through the tempest. In the midst of the storm, they will be unshaken because their life is built on a strong foundation in the word of Jesus Christ, in the words of Jesus Christ. That's right. The question is, what is your life built at? What is your life built on? All right. So as it says in verse 49, but the one who has heard my teaching and does not obey it. And he tells us. America, people. Christians, you all that's heard my teachings and don't obey it, this is what's going to happen to you. You're like a man who builds a house without laying any foundation whatsoever. You're like a man or woman that builds their life without any foundation. In other words, there's no foundation in any house, any life that's not built on the foundation. When trouble comes, they will fall apart. That's right. They will fall apart. They don't have any. You see, if you don't have a foundation, the wind can blow. It's going to blow it off. But those that have a foundation, he told us earlier through the word of God, they can stand through the storms and this too shall pass. Okay, here we go. So as he pastor was saying that if you don't have it when the storms and floods come, it will immediately collapse. It's going to collapse. Your life will collapse. It'll fall apart. Yes. And it will become total loss. 
That's right. And then it goes on to say, which of these two builders will you be? That's right. This is, the, this is the situation today. This is the question to ask yourself. Now, what kind of builder are you? Are you going to be a builder that's going to build your life on the, on the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Or are you going to go your own way? Are you going to build your life on philosophies? Are you going to build your Bible, excuse me, your life on the biblical truths? You've got to ask yourself, which of these two builders are you? All right? Think about it. The question is, who are you? What are you building your life on? Hmm. That's the question. All right, we can go ahead on. Next is Psalms 1, starting at verse 1 from the Passion. What delights. Something. Let me tell you something coming out. Come out here. There are too many so-called Christians that are a terrible example of Jesus Christ. Can't handle anything. Weak. When you build your life on the principles of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which will be the word of God, you are willing at any time, any time to execute those principles in your life. You can stand through anything. There are people, not talking bad about them, but listen to what I'm saying. Get up here. People are committing suicide. People are going, doing all kinds of things through this virus. This too shall pass. For us that has built our lives on the principles of Jesus Christ, this too shall pass. You see, we're not going to fall apart. We refuse to fall apart. We refuse to fall apart. We can't fall apart. Because the foundation that our lives are built on mm-hmm. won't allow us to fall apart. That's right. Storms are going to come, yes. But storms are going to go, yes? yes. That's just life. Yes. But we don't fall apart. Right. We bury people and we cry and we grieve, but we don't fall apart. Right. We, get, we go through major surgeries. We go through chemo, uh, chemo. We go through heart surgeries. We go through all of these things that we go through. We're going to be still standing because our life is not built on philosophy. Our lives are built on the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Period. These glasses, these glasses drive me crazy. The wrong ones. They're cute, but they don't work too good for me today. So I had to go without glasses. All right. Yeah. And so, see, these are your natural eyes. This is your spiritual eye. Oh, so let me use my spiritual eye. All right. All right. All right. What delight comes to the ones who follow God's way? What delight comes to the ones who follow God's way? That's right. When you follow God's way, there is a delight in life. I love life. I love life. That's right. Brother Elliot, the only thing I got to do is wear a mask. I'm good. That's the only problem I got? Right? I love life. Yes. You see? Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. All right, here we go. He won't walk in step with the wicked. And this is one of my favorite things. This is Psalms 1, 1 through 6. I want everyone to read that for the rest of this week. King James Version. This is the passion. Different ones. He's going. I love that Psalms. It teaches us where to build our life at. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Nor share the sinner's way nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. I wouldn't even deal with that. We don't walk with the sinners. Nope. We don't deal with the wicked. 
That's right. We don't sit in the scorner's seat. But guess what? Two is us. This is Christ Temple and Friend North, members and friends. This is us. The second verse. His pleasure and passion. It is a pleasure and a passion for us. It's to remain true to God's word. That's right. That's how, that, that's, how, that's how you want to live life. I, I mean, to live true, I mean, it's, it ought to be a passion yeah, that's right. to live God's word. That's right. and, and I like this. And I am, it says the I am, which means Jesus Christ. And meditating day and night in the true revelation of the light. I meditate day and night on God's word. Yeah, that's right. Got a hard thing to do tomorrow. Got to go up against something tomorrow. God's word said, I can do all things through Christ, which yeah. strengthens me. Amen. You see? That's right. Well, I got to walk alone tomorrow. No, I don't. The word of God says, lo, and I'll always be with you. Jesus says that. I want to meditate on God's word. Yeah. That's right. What I need and what I need to feed off of is in God's word. You can't live without food in the physical. You can't live without food in the spiritual. That's right. This is your spiritual work. All right. All right. Verse one and two from the voice. God's blessings follow you and await you at every turn. This is what the word of God said. God's blessings follow you and await you at every turn. No matter which way I turn, it's God's blessing. That's right. Uh, I told, I was saying this to me in, in my talk. I said, well, Wes and Ty are leaving uh, physically and they're irreplaceable. I mean, they do a lot of physical things in here. They support this church and they probably will still support this church. And Wes has already told me financially in here. They do a lot of things in here. So I've already got a plan. I asked God, I said, you know, it's going to take 10 people to replace each one of them. So when them two are gone, I'm looking for 20 folks to put it together. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I, well, I can ask for that. Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. All right, sometimes some people are irreplaceable. So you have to have 10 for one. So that means 20, because there's two of them, right? Now, y'all, uh, uh, in his word, he's going to give that to me. Because I went to his word. Said, now, wait a minute, Lord. If you moving someone on the way, then we got to have some help move someone in. And he will... Send the right folks. We don't even know who they may be. It could be somebody already in here. All right? Mm -hmm. So when you don't follow the advice of those who delight in wicked schemes, when you avoid sin's highway. Sin's highway. I love that. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we, we avoid sin's highway. That's right. I look at some of the situations and circumstances that some of the people that go into, has been into in our church, and, and we have some people who call me, but it's a brief conversation, when they live in denial. And they want to say, well, such and such. No, if you had to be on sin's highway, you wouldn't have gotten in trouble. That's right. You got to stay off sin's highway. You got to uh, see wise people avoid sin's highway. That's right. Huh? And when judgment and sarcasm beckon you, but you refuse. We don't deal with all that foolishness. Mm -hmm. I love that when the young quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you've seen the new commercials, I guess some people got on this case because he was uh, supporting Black Lives Matter in his own way. And he, I love how he said, he says, he don't care about those people talking about him. He's going to do what is right for all people. All right. All right. Don't get caught up. I'm not going to argue with a fool. That's right. 
Well, you see? All right. For you, the eternal's word is your happiness. So, so the word of God is my happiness. That's right. You see? And you focus on it from dusk to dawn. That's right. Get up, God's word. Go to bed, God's word. I remember, do you remember when you were a kid and I lay me down to sleep? Remember that? Yeah. You used to do that as a kid. Didn't know what that really meant. We should be doing that as adults. You see what I'm saying? Then we wake up and we pray. Some of us, uh, uh, Bishop Smith, years ago in St. Mary's, he said when he'd wake up, he'd, he'd sit up on his bed and he'd say, thank you. That's how he would talk. He said, then I put my feet on the floor and I say, thank you. And he said, I start walking, thank you. I used to laugh at that, but now I figured out it's not funny. It is a blessing from God. First of all, to wake up, thank you. Set up, thank you. Start walking, thank you. Go to bed, now I lay me down to sleep. Get up in the morning, thank you. Thank you. Amen. From dusk to dawn. Right. All right, here we go. And in verse 3, he will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted. And that's what God. we want to do. We'll be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God. That's right. God's design, it says here. That's right. Deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss. How, how, how rooted? Deeply. How rooted? Deeply. How rooted? Deeply. Deeply rooted. That's right. Deeply rooted. And here's the best part of that. Bearing fruit in every season of his or her life. That's right. You can't be a child of God and not be bearing fruit. That's right. It's impossible to be a child of God and not be bearing fruit. We are grateful for you, young lady, that God put you here and planted you here in Christ Temple North to bear fruit. And all of us have been better because of it. You can't be a child of God. You can't be a child of God, base man. I call him base man. And not bear fruit. That's what this is. Ray, that's what this is. JK, that's what them drums are. Bear fruit. Praise team, that's what this is. Bear fruit. People back there working. That's what that is, bearing fruit. You cannot be a child of God and not bear fruit. Some of you that pray for me consistently and give your tithes to this church and give prayer to church. You have to do that because you cannot be a child of God and not bear fruit. That's right. Because God's people bear fruit in his season. In, wait a minute. The season of his life. And the reason I like this is that it doesn't matter if you're seven mm-hmm. or 70. Right. You're a Christian. You ought to be bearing fruit. That's right. He is, he is never dry. Never dry. Never dry. That's right. You see? Never fainting. Mm-hmm. I love this. Ever blessed. Mm-hmm. Ever prospering. Yeah, yeah. That's what a child of God is. That's right. what a child of God is. If we keep doing, if we do what Jesus says, that's who we are. We will be, we, we'll be never dry. Never dry. Never fainting. Ever blessed. Mm-hmm. Ever prosperous. Yeah. Child of God. You see? God puts, He ordained, that's just not a building now. It is a building, but God consecrated this building for Christian worship and Christian work. And this is a place where we learn and grow to, to, to get the knowledge and the wisdom from the gospel so that we can bear more fruit. And sometimes, 
And most of the times we bear fruit outside. That's right. You see, I was talking to uh, Brother DJ. They played their first game on Saturday and, and they lost the game. But I was very impressed with his kids because they played hard. They played, they played real hard. They played hard. They made some mistakes, but they played hard. You see, anytime you get kids that'll play hard, you can teach the rest, but you can't teach heart. Christians talk a lot, but you'll know who they are by how fruitful they are in their life. You understand what I'm saying? I, yeah. Do you love God? Yes. Do you love him? Yes. Then we have to do what he says. That's right. I remember when Marco was little, and I didn't catch on to it for a while, then I caught on to it. She said, Daddy, you love me? I said, yeah, girl, you know I love you. Then she'd ask for something. <laughs> yeah. Now she'd always do that. And, and you know, tough, hard, core father that I am. She would always get what she asked for. God the Father is the same way. He's the same way. You see, here we go. And as it says from the Amplified, he will prosper and come to maturity. See, see, the Bible helps us to prosper and come into maturity. You can't be a child of God and not grow. You can't be a child of God and not grow. The word of God helps us to come into maturity. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and, and uh, they're, they're, if you ever drive in the country and you see these fruit trees, you see a lot of them, uh, eh, they haven't got ripened yet. Mm-hmm. But you watch them keep going through life and the storms and the rain and the sun and you keep going past and sooner or later, they're ripe. Mm-hmm. That's life. The word of God helps me to come into my maturity. You understand? Yes. You may not be there yet, but it says, and whatever he or she does, he or she will prosper Mm -hmm. and come in to maturity. I want to come into my spiritual maturity. Here's how I get there. Word of God. Word of God. Not talking it, not just reading it, but living it. Amen? Amen. All right, we're getting ready to close it up here. In verse 4, but how different are the wicked? Yeah, how different are are the wicked? All they are is dust in the wind. That's the wicked, just dust in the wind. Mm -hmm. Driving, driven away to destruction. That's right. That's the wicked. You know, sometimes we look at other people and we want to be like them, and then we look a few la- years or a few weeks later and say, oh, thank God I wasn't that person. Because see, a lot of people are successful for a moment, but then sooner or later destruction comes in because they were wicked. All right? The wicked will not endure the day of judgment. And I, I don't want to be one of them people. For God will not defend them. And God will not defend them because I want when I die and one day and leave the king, this, this life and get into the kingdom and get ready to walk into heaven, Jesus Christ will be there and he will defend me and open the gates that I can go into eternity. That's right. That's right. All right. So nothing they do will succeed or endure for long. 
See, nothing they'll do. See, sometimes people, we look at people and we admire people. We, don't, we haven't got enough sense to understand that's just a temporary thing. And we keep watching them, we get know them, we say, wow, I didn't think that was so-and-so. Whoa, that, they just fell apart. Well, they never was together. Mm -hmm. well. It was just a temporary thing. All right? For they have no part with those who walk in truth. They don't have any part with those who walk in truth. Last scripture, is that right? Yes. All right. But how different is it for the righteous? It says how different it is for you and me. That's right. The Lord embraces. I love that. The Lord embraces their path. And they move forward while the way of the wicked leads to doom. You can't be a child of God and not be moving forward. You see, see, he, he blesses us in many, many ways so that we move forward. And sometimes, and, and I, I, I go back over sometimes of the people who have left the church. I'm talking to people who have moved out of here. The people like Brother Fred and, 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 and his lovely wife, they moved to D.C. But Brother Fred was my, still my prayer partner. Yeah, we, we pray twice a week. He prays for me twice a week. He's still my prayer partner. And people say, uh, uh, Brother Wes said, you and Brother, well, he was calling me when he was here. He just in D.C. calling me, right? You see, uh, uh, he, he, God will, listen to what I'm saying, God will put people in your life that will help you in your path mm -hmm. yes. of life. Yeah, he will. Yes. And, and I say this because I always say, oh, the good ones always leave. Well, you know why the good ones always leave? Mm -hmm. They get blessed. Amen. Amen. God blesses their life to move to a, another place, get a better job, uh, you know, all these kind of things. The good ones do, mm -hmm. you see. And there are plenty of good ones that don't, but I look at that, and it helps my heart, and it helps my spirit. So, oh, no, that's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to move, and uh, I'll say this, they may not want you to know it, but you're getting ready to know it, because I'm going to say it. It is a blessing to be able to build a house in a new place, yes, and retire as Brother West can or go get a job he want and his wife get a job there and move to another state and be with your grandkids. Mm -hmm. How can anybody be upset about that? Right. That's called a blessing. Yes, That's yes. called a blessing. Right. You don't, yes, yes, oh yes, yes. And you don't get blessed like that unless you're living like God would have you to live. Right. People ought to Think about it sometimes. He can bless you the same way here, you see. And some of you all are here. You're so blessed to be where your children are in this time. Some of you all's children are grown and you don't have to, but you, you can call them or go see them and visit them. I'm looking in here. Most of you people in here, all of you people here are so blessed. You ought, to be, you ought to be shouting all day and saying, I understand what Pastor Sales says. I'm, I'm never dry, never fainting ever blessed, ever prosperous, and I'm growing into my spiritual, spiritual maturity. And the reason that is, is I meditate on God's word day and night, and I take God at his word. Yeah. That's right. Isn't Amen. that right? And it wouldn't be right unless I use my favorite scripture, Satan is a liar. God said that Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But then Jesus said, let's wipe that out. But for his children, he says, but I come to give you life more in abundance. That's right. And I want for every one of my people to have life and life more abundant. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. 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 Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
we thank you for uh, this day. It's a special day. It's a blessed day for people to express. Some are here and some are not here, but, uh, uh, but they're able to Facebook and different places to express their love for this couple. And they have showed us, they have showed us the, the grace and the, uh, of God upon their lives because they've never been dry in this church. They've never fainted in this church. They've been ever blessed in this church and they've blessed, ever blessed this church and they've been ever prosperous and they've been prosperous enough to, to be able to move and to do things, but they've helped this church be prosperous and they have become very mature to the place now where they can enjoy their life more than ever. And so we thank you for them. And I thank you for all of these people that are working so hard in this church. People are giving tithes, goodwill offerings. I ask you to bless them as the word says, bless them more than I could even mention. So we ask you to bless all of those people that are working hard for this ministry, giving to this ministry, supporting this ministry, praying for this ministry. We thank you for them. And we thank you for the word of God that we want to be a church that's, that's never, never dry, never failing, ever blessed and ever prosperous. And a church that's growing into spiritual maturity. This is my prayer for all of those in the sound of my voice. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all the church said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Life